I'm so glad you're back today for the second half of my interview with Anna Espinoza. She is just such a breath of fresh air, and I know that you love the first half. So, by the way, if you didn't hear the first half, be sure to go listen to that one first. It'll make this episode make a whole lot more sense, but let's not waste any more time. Let's jump right in so we can get the rest of the story. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth, if we work with His design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for His glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. Wow. What a great story. I mean, there's just, there's so much greatness in that. And I mean, even down to that very last thing about you were holding baby A while baby B was being born. And that moment alone, I can guarantee you that wouldn't have happened. Even if you no. had a natural birth at the hospital, they would have been, cord would have been cut. It would have been whisked away because there's just too much going on. Doctors mm-hmm. can handle all that at the same time, right? And and I even, I'm thinking, I think about when I had my babies and <laughs> I don't know how I could have held one and focused on having one because it was so intense. So you're a rock star. You're awesome <laughs> to be able to even like not drop them, but I guess you're in the water. So right. you can drop them. Yeah. <laughs> Add a little extra hands too. Yeah, exactly. You're making sure, but oh, I was really able to hold her. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and, and, and for Nancy's the one that took the video. I mean, you know, it's just, I think sometimes, um, you know, we get, we listen to these experts tell us all the th- terrible things and um, we start to think that it's just some really huge, huge task to catch a baby. And I mean, it can be, but it almost never is. You're just there. You're just protecting the space and you're just making sure things are fine, but there's nothing to really do. It does itself, you know, mm-hmm. and for her to be there and keep you safe, but still be the one to take the video. She's awesome. Yeah. I love, I love Nancy. So, um, I'm, I'm just kind of going back over my notes. I, I have to write stuff down or I'll forget it. Um, one of the things that I really, I noticed as I'm um, right at that transition that happened where you started writing everything down and you started charting things and, and mapping things out. And, and one of the things that I really, really harp on a lot is for moms to own their care, own it. Don't, um, don't just hand it all over to somebody else to tell you, especially if something doesn't seem right. So I really like that. Um, you know, and, and it's not, again, I think people, um, you know, birth has been taken away from moms in a way to where they, they're made to feel like they don't know what they're talking about. The only person that can know anything about a pregnancy or know anything about how to have babies is the ones that have letters behind their names. And that's just not true. Mm-hmm. There is plenty that you just by being a woman that, you know, if you'll just listen to it, because mm-hmm. God put that there, he gave us intuition. He gave us that gut feeling 
to drive us where we need to be to keep us from danger. And, and I tell mamas all the time, you know, if your gut's telling you that things are okay, there's a really good chance things are okay. Because that same gut feeling when something's not right, you're like something ain't right. And you got to listen to that too. It goes both ways. So, um, one of the things that, that I really wanted you to, um, to share a little bit more about, um, my, my listeners, one of the things they struggle with the most is trusting that gut. Um, they, they feel like they, you know, when they have the fear tactics being thrown at them, they're, they're being told that if they don't do a, then B, C, D, E, F, G, H, whatever might happen or even will happen, or they'll, you know, they get the dead baby card played on them where it's like, if you don't do this, your baby could die Mm -hmm. And, and they're terrified. Um, and so one of the things I loved about your story is you went through this process and you talked a lot about it, but you went through this process of, of kind of addressing those things, but then being like, you know what? Mm, I don't think this is right. And so, um, just maybe go through, tell us a little bit about, you know, the conversations maybe you and your husband were having you, and you told us a little bit, but, um, how did you get the guts and the courage and the strength to, to hear what the MFM was telling you to risk your baby's lives, even though it's really, that wasn't what was happening, but, um, you know, that, that takes guts to, in, in this culture, when you have your friends and maybe your family and, and, you know, everybody telling you, you're crazy. Why would you do this? They're telling you you need to do this. Well, it's fine. It's just a C-section. NICUs are great. You'll be good. You know, how, how did you get to the point where you could block all that out and, and move forward on the path that you knew was right in your gut, but the whole world was telling you was wrong. How, how did that, you know, how, what were some of the things you can remember, you know, having to think and pray and discuss to where, you broke free from it. You, you were able to put all the fear behind you. Yeah. A lot of the conversations that I had with my husband was, um, I think just surrendering to that gut feeling and making sure that we both trusted what I was feeling. And I like to say I do interchange between gut feeling, but also the Holy spirit, because if you're Christian and filled with the Holy spirit, then I really believe that that is what guides us and moves us in in different ways in different directions and gives us discernment and so um I was I was really adamant about trusting that gut or the Holy Spirit's pulling. Um and so yeah we I mean I it would it would be so easy to just sort of relinquish control, which I think is a double edged sword because you need to relinquish control over you can't control every aspect of your pregnancy or your birth or your labor, you know, whatever. But at the same time, God equips us with the ability to take action on things to specifically for me, what you had mentioned was the research and, um, you know, taking notes and everything. I, I feel like, God really pulled me to do that because he knew that that was something that I would have to rely on later on in the journey. Um, And so even listening to those little things, but um, back to just like taking ownership, I think that that is so crucial and important because, um, you know, when you are faced with a lot of unknowns and things that you don't know about, you're not educated on, you know, we have the tools, you know, with 
the internet to be able to go to the actual sources, not just what our doctors are telling us the statistics are, because a lot of the times they're a little bit skewed when they just sort of, sort of, you know, tell them to us. Um, so I went on to Google Scholar um, and I looked at the different articles. I researched monodi twins. I reached, all right, I researched TTTS. I researched all the different things that they were telling me about my twins. And let me just add, TTTS is twin to twin transfusion. It's basically mm-hmm. where one, one baby is getting everything and the other baby's not getting anything. Right. Um, and so I, I had, you know, this scientific data to say, you know, this is the rate at which it occurs. These are the outcomes for these different interventions. You know, what about fetal growth restriction? You know, what is the occurrence of this in monodie twins? What are the interventions? You know, what are the outcomes of C-sections versus giving birth vaginally for them? Um, and so I, I really just decided to take ownership over that part and educating myself because I knew that if I was just faced with a lot of these unknowns and feeling like I had no power or knowledge about it, that I wouldn't have been able to make those decisions. And so I think, you know, a lot of the times, not even just about pregnancy and birth, but in our face, when we're faced with hard situations and we're asking God, like, give me a sign, give me a sign. Um, sometimes that sign is is to just take action and to to go and do something, you know, not have him while he could, you know, miraculously do things for us. He puts a lot of that that ownership on us to be able to make those decisions. Um and so I think ultimately God gave me just the confidence. I asked him for the confidence to just listen to what the Holy Spirit, what my gut was saying. Um, and, you know, I I surrounded myself with people who supported that, even if they they didn't necessarily understand what I wanted to do, you know, the reasons why. But I had people praying for me praying for the girls that, um, you know, whatever God's will was going to be, that ultimately they were just going to be healthy and safe and that I was going to be safe, um, but also to be able to listen to what God was trying to to direct us for. And um, I think also a really big part of that was um, – being a team with my husband. Uh, And I mentioned with just having him also trust my gut and Holy Spirit leading. I mean, he was also praying and he was also involved in um, being educated about, you know, the twins and and all the different things that they were looking for. He wasn't just going along with it and then, um, you know, trusting that I was going to also sort of lead the way in it. But he became a leader for the both of us as well. Um, you know, in the appointments, he would ask questions. He would uh, be super involved. And um, I think that ultimately also is what gave me the confidence because God was leading him and he had confidence in me to be able to 
make decisions and move forward. So I think it's really important that you surround yourself with people, whether it's just people praying for you um, or, you know, having your husband um, be on board um, with you and the things that you are discussing and deciding. Um, I really think that makes all the difference to then have the confidence to follow through in obedience or just follow through with your gut feeling, Holy Spirit leading um, and ultimately being able to just have the courage to make those decisions. I agree 100%. Um, I think that was one of my very first podcasts was the, the one, the key, the key to it all is the support mm-hmm. the key to even just having a natural birth. It's not quote complicated, not that twins have to be complicated, but um, you just having those people around you who, who believe in what you're doing, know that you're not going to do something reckless know that you've put the time into it and then putting, you know, maybe not completely removing them, but at arm's length, anybody who is a naysayer, anybody who is, you know, putting seeds of doubt in your brain, like you're crazy or whatever other words people want to use, keeping them, you know, at a distance, at least while the pregnancy is going on and then let them see the outcome. Right. So I I, uh, I mentioned this to you before we got started, but on the podcast yesterday um, that Dr. Stu put out, he made reference to some follow-up you guys um, have done because one of the things that you decided to do and one of the things that I highly recommend any of you listening do if you have either bad advice that you find out later really was bad advice or um a bad experience that you walk through. Maybe, you know, if, if you go through with the hospital birth and all the things that we try to tell you is going to happen, they actually happen. Um, write them a letter and, and let them know what it really, um, the human side of it, like what, what was really happening on the other end. And Jorge um, did that. I think he's the one that wrote the letter, right? On your behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And he sent the letter and they've actually responded. <laughs> Now, the response is probably what you would suspect, but um, just tell me a little bit about um, what Jorge wrote and just a little overview of, of you know, what they said to you and kind of what you're, what you're walking away with, what you, what's your takeaway from all that? Yes, he was very passionate and really set on following up and, and discussing, you know, the care that we were receiving from the MFM group ended up being not what we needed um, and and, and really wasn't aligned with the type of care that our girls or I needed at all. It was just, again, their, their normalized practice is just what they're so used to doing with the specific type of twins. But if we want to have specific, you know, good outcomes for the mom and the baby truly, because that's other another thing Dr. Stu likes to mention about sort of the medicalized side. They only care about having the baby alive in the bassinet next to you. That's all they care about. Yep. Um, but but really they don't think about how all of these interventions are affecting the health and wellness of the mom and the baby in the meantime. And even what happens afterwards because of those interventions once the baby is here and fine. But you know, are they actually fine or not? We don't know. Um, and so he said, 
hey, look, you gave us these recommendations. We saw that they were not aligned with what we were seeing from the week to week scans that we were getting, the data that we had access to and were able to see. Um, and he called them out and he said, this was not indiv- individualized care for my wife and my my baby girls. Um, this, you know, while it is the recommendation, it specifically for our case, it did not need to be applied. Um, and so he just said, he did, you know, the math on on what they were billing insurance. And he said, I believe they're they're committing insurance fraud and billing for these things. Good work. When, when, when we really didn't need them. They were, he, he said point blank, I think that this MFM group is trying to just make money because they know that they can bill insurance for these specific things and make that cash for it. Um, and he, you know, did all the calculations. He put them all in the letter and said, this is how much they're making. But, you know, again, we really didn't need it. And he said in the letter too, you know, we decided to do a home birth where we left the girls alone. They came on their own time and they were healthy. No interventions needed. Everyone was healthy and fine, both mom and babies. And I really think that you need to follow up with this MFM group of yours and do an investigation and see like what's going on here because I'm sure it's happening to other families as well. And so they initially responded and said, the person, by the way, that is, I mean, (laughs) the the choice in terms. Wow. That's, Mm -hmm. that's good. He's smart. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's one of the things I love him for. He, he gets very protective and passionate about uh, things and people that he cares about. And so, um, but anyways, the, the hospital group, um, I forget who exactly he sent the letter to. It had to do like some with like the resources or something. Um, but so they said, okay, like, we're so sorry that you had this experience. We will follow up with the MFM group and the doctor and we'll look into this and whatever. And we'll let you know, you know, what happens, what comes out of it. And um, we weren't expecting a reply because it had been months since we had heard from them. And they sent us back a letter basically saying, we're sorry that you were disappointed with the type of care that you received. We talked with the doctor um, about it. and 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 basically what they said was, she is a, you know, well-respected doctor who cares for her patients and all of this. And so everything that she recommends is just things that that she strongly feels is just best for the patients and all of these things. And um, they want to be just thorough with their care and all of that, basically. Um, patient. <laughs> yes. Basically, just avoid of any sort of ownership that they were wrong or that they did, you know, give us the wrong recommendation. Um, they basically said, we're glad that your your babies and your wife are healthy and everything was fine. Um, and we're sorry that you were disappointed with the care sort of thing. That was, it was, it was a 
I believe a front and back letter that they sent us, but that's like the gist of what they were saying. So again, it's, it's just, they are so just stuck in their ways because that's what's easiest. I mean, they don't have to do much thinking. They don't have to spend a lot of time patient to patient trying to make it more individualized. They just say, this is what the, you know, Academy of Obstetrics say, and this is what we're just going to follow them on. Um, and ultimately, it it does do a lot of harm because women like me receive these recommendations that aren't necessarily for them and for their babies. And so then if they decide to then listen to those recommendations and advice, then they go down this path that, um, you know, it it really is sad because they do lose that ownership over their pregnancy and birth because they're relinquishing um, just that power that they have, that intuition that they have. So we, yeah, we just, we got that letter back and we were like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, they were seeing it behind me. You made reference to, you know, they follow the recommendations, but some of that isn't even recommendations. They're just making stuff up. Like the 30 yeah. week thing, Dr. Sue said that. He's like, there's not even anything for that. They're just making it up. And, yeah. and so much of it is fear driven um, and liability driven because they believe that, like you said, live baby and bassinet, as long as they get these babies out before they die, then they won. They, they did. Mm-hmm. The, that's really all that matters to them. And so that's, you know, if we tell you that it's safest to deliver your babies at 32 weeks, chances are they're going to be fine. Chances are they're going to make you have to be okay. Right. And then they did something great. They saved your babies from all the turmoil that didn't exist. Right know that and they and and so it's just this savior thing in this in this fear fear of liability it's really not they don't really care that much about you or your baby it's just they don't want to end up in a courtroom and that's really so much of of maternity care sadly so I'm just I am so proud of you and other mom I know there's plenty of other mamas out there that we don't ever hear their stories but when people, when people like you will, will, um, take time out of your very busy schedule, because you've got two babies to care for, not just one, mm-hmm. um, will take the time, um, to share your story. It helps so many other mamas like you who, um, are sitting there right now listening, going, what they're telling me doesn't make sense, but how do I go against it? And they can now know, and they can be empowered to know that, they can, they can think for themselves. They can, mm-hmm. they can, you know, like you said, go to Google Scholar, go to anywhere and find this data for themselves and think it through for themselves and make decisions for themselves. Yes, you can get your recommendations, but there's second opinions to be had. You know, so many other aspects of life. We don't think twice about getting a second opinion, but for this one, somehow, there's this weird loyalty and this fear of hurting their feelings. Who cares about their feelings? This is your life. This is your baby. Mm-hmm. Life. This is your experience. And so I just appreciate so much that you took the time um, to go on Dr. Sue so that then I learned about you and got to talk to you about some other aspects of it, because I think you're helping more moms than you will ever really know. Um, that's the beauty of podcasts is these things live on. And it may be 10 years from now that somebody will hear your story and it will change their story because you were brave enough to 
thing one, make the decisions to start with, but then to uh, take the time to share it. So I'm just so grateful for for um, you taking the time. I'm, I know that so many other moms are going to be um, very grateful as well. I don't do a whole lot of interviews because there's a lot of other podcasts that do the baby story, uh, the birth stories, but yours just really resonated. And I really, like I said, so many of my listeners, their biggest thing is just struggling with that fear. And like, they kind of know that this isn't right, but they're just afraid that if they dare to step out that, um, there's that, you know, something bad's going to happen. And so I, your story is like all their stories on, uh, steroids because you had twins who were sharing. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, if, if your story can be done and I'm, that's not to say that everybody is safe to be at home. Don't to sit here what I'm not saying, but most people are. And mm-hmm. I just appreciate so much um, that that you took the time to share. So thank you very much. And if you have anything you want to um, share to wrap it up, uh, feel free. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm so grateful. I you know another prayer that I was praying throughout the journey was like God, I I trust you. I know your reasons and your ways are are greater than mine. Um. And, you know, despite the, the turmoil, despite the, the hills and the valleys, right. We, we have to just rely on, on God that he is orchestrating everything in his perfect plan. Um, and, and sometimes part of that plan is like I mentioned, taking ownership and taking control and taking actions. Um, but I'm, I'm just so grateful that he is using what we went through for a greater purpose to be encouragement to, to give a little, little bit of a push, you know, to, to say, you can do this. You can, you know, move forward in confidence with that gut feeling with the Holy spirit leading you um, and equip yourself with the tools to then have that confidence and, and have those conversations with whether it's your, your care team or your husband or your your mom, you know, whoever who doesn't quite understand what the situation is is yet, but to get them on on board and see that yeah, I won't ever put myself or my babies in an unsafe situation. Um and having that trust in you and in your gut, um, I think is one of the most important things. But I think that that's just the, this weird thing that people just think that you're taking just this big risk. It's like, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Of course I'm not. I mean, I've thought this through more than any of you have, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, put more prayer, more time, more research than any of you. So why would you think I would ever put my life or my baby's lives in danger? I'm making mm-hmm. what I believe is the best choice. And you did that. And, um, and I just, I just appreciate that so much. It's, it's not easy, not mm-hmm. in this, in this, weird maternity culture that we find ourselves in. It's just not easy. And you did the hard things and you have a beautiful story to tell because of it. And so just thank you for that. Um, I've enjoyed this so much. I know after we end this, I'm going to think of all the things I forgot to say, (laughs) but um, I do, I do appreciate you so much and um, wish you all the best. And I just, I'm, I just love the story so much. Like I said, I don't interview a lot of people, but this one was just mm-hmm. such a good story to to be told. And so um, just thank you so much for your time. Thank you again for having me. I, I'm really, I'm grateful to be able to share it. So thanks. I hope you have learned so 
much from Anna's story. I know I did, even with my experience and the years I've spent in this world, it's always so affirming to know that there are women who are stepping into their own power and they're using their voice and they're using their God-given intuition to break away from the bad advice. I hope you are empowered and emboldened to use the good sense God gave you as you make decisions for your own pregnancy. I say this all the time, but I know this is hard. I know it's hard to say no to the people who call themselves the experts. Anna's story is going to help you break free from a lot of it. But if you're still needing a little guidance, if you still just don't quite know how to navigate it all, just know that you can always sign up for a Midwife and Me Power Hour where I'll walk you through your situation and help you figure out what's next. You do not have to do this alone. I'm here to help. Okay? So if you need that, go hop over to my webpage, yourbirthgodsway.com. And up at the top, there's a button for Power Hour. Just hit that or the drop down for Power Hour. Hit that and you can get signed up. There's also a link down in the show notes. And be sure to tune in next week because I've got a big surprise for you. And I think you'll be glad you tune in. So if you haven't already, be sure to follow me on your favorite podcast app so you don't forget and you don't miss the notification because you're not going to want to miss the next one. See you then. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.